Welcome to Coffee U, the only podcast that provides weekly updates and expertise from farm to cup. We practice what we preach and we live what we teach. Let's start elevating your coffee knowledge with your instructors, me, Nathan Parvin, and Brad Haynes, proud president and vice president of Baba Java Coffee. Class is officially in session. Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee U. I'm Nathan Parvin, and this is Brad Haynes. Our lesson today is about the history of Baba Java Coffee. We have two special guests. This is Wendy Parvin, my beautiful wife, and Joshua Parvin, my son. And we're going to talk about how Baba Java Coffee started. How did Baba Java Coffee start? So in summer of 2016, uh, me and one other guy named Hunter went overseas on basically an internship a summer internship and we kind of like we went and actually met with brad um he was our he was doing a coffee business there what was it called crossbridge crossbridge coffee still there okay so what there. kind of coffee business were you doing uh we were doing uh importing of roasted beans uh we worked with a few different roasters in the middle east region um we were selling coffee equipment uh, also doing barista training cafe consulting mm -hmm. Kind of a one-stop shop for. So you said beans. in the Middle East. So where? I mean, where? Where were you? Oh, we were in Oman, Muscat, um, and then we serviced mostly Oman. We did home delivery as well of coffee seeds, uh, roasted coffee beans. Sorry, and um, it's still there. Crossbridge Coffee still there. Brad Morrow, my friend, colleague, still running it. So if you're in Muscat and or the Middle East region, want good coffee, give them a call. So we'll probably talk about some some of the specifics later. But yeah. So Joshua. Tell, tell us about your experience there with yeah brad. like i mean just like what brad was saying we went with him kind of just went out to like we did a lot of cold calls and like met with cafes and stuff and trying to sell their coffee um and like service machines i remember one time we went and like serviced this one guy's machine who we didn't see clean the porta filter at all i don't oh think. my gosh is that a normal right. experience yes yeah, so yeah i know what we're talking <laughs> about we went to this place it was a small cafe and a mall and um we, we we didn't start having we didn't think we were going to have to do yeah. mechanical work when we started but we found out that a lot of these baristas weren't trained on well a lot of them weren't trained at all uh, <laughs> but a lot most of them didn't know anything about cleaning their espresso machine so we went to this place and the coffee was tasting super burnt and it's not uh, we knew that it wasn't burnt because right. it's our coffee yeah and uh i took the porta filter off I took it out of the group head and looked underneath and I kid you not, the screen where the coffee comes out was black. Mm -hmm. Is that bad? It was yeah, <laughs> real bad. That means that it probably has never been cleaned. Yeah. So oh. what happens is the coffee oils start building up over time, over time, over time, and then it'll it'll clog the screen. And yeah, if it's black, that's <laughs> so that's probably not good for the <laughs> that's not good. So spent it's probably not good for anybody. No, it's not good for <laughs> So we uh, we probably spent an hour cleaning yeah, that. Yeah, that was gross. Uh, scrubbing it. And anyway, so that was just part of what we had to do there. Uh, and Educate. Yeah, that's where the education, I mean, from our side, from my side, is where education really became a huge thing because we had to, a lot of these folks, we had to train from ground up how to make coffee, how to clean it, how to serve it, those type of things. So Yeah, but that's kind of the stuff that he taught us too. Like I didn't know anything about coffee or especially coffee in general. I kind of like, I think like the first day I was there, I was drinking with like cream and sugar and like all that in the coffee and then bread. And 
um, started teaching us about like what specialty coffee was. And by the end of the trip, I was drinking just straight black coffee. Mm -hmm. So that, that was like a huge turnaround for that. But yeah, yeah, I I mean, just getting to be there and intern and do all the things that Brad and them were doing, we got to like learn just about specialty coffee, me and Hunter. Um, And then like just kind of grew this huge passion for it and like just saw a huge opportunity throughout like the coffee industry and supply chain to uh, make an impact and like a huge Im- opportunity to go overseas with coffee because it's just kind of exploding in the Middle East right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that was like where the like seedling came from, like just a desire to use coffee as like a impactful thing all over the world. Um, and I came back over came back to the U.S. with that like desire to uh, I don't know like just specialty coffee in general and like to use it to like impact even to like the farmers and stuff. And and that's what we talk about here about at Baba Job a lot farm to cup coffee. One thing we have to get clear Uh is who invented the name. Yeah. Yeah. That (laughs) was, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that (laughs) because that's a debate. Remember that, remember that. And we'll, we'll, there's no debate. No, (laughs) there is. There absolutely is. There's no debate about who came up with the name. Yes, there is. (laughs) So, so we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. So we're still, we're still in Oman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we come back from Oman. So you you just came back from Oman. And you guys, and then what happened when Josh, Josh and Hunter came back from Oman? So what, what Joshua really failed to say at the beginning is he was 16 when he went. Oh yeah. I guess he was in high school, um, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life and, um, looking at colleges, things like that. And he comes back and he definitely had this passion for coffee. And while Nathan and I enjoyed coffee, we didn't really have a full understanding of all the things that Joshua had learned. So he um, so he starts telling us about all the things he learned. I mean, basically, he learned all these things from Brad and um, Crossbridge Coffee. And he comes home and he's He's teaching us and he's very passionate, as he said. He's also extremely persistent. <laughs> really, and so he really keeps persistent. kind of coming back to it. Hey, dad, can we need to start our own roasting company? Hey, dad, we need to do this. And he just keeps kind of um, putting that kind of pressure on on Nathan, knowing that Nathan also enjoys um, kind of starting new businesses and investing in things. And so he just keeps pushing. So initially, when we first start talking about this, um, we we thought maybe we'll just start simple roasting, wholesale subscription. Um, that's at that point is when Nathan hired Hunter. Yeah, Hunter to, just graduated from from college, right? To start doing some just research, and he is a researcher at heart. He yes, loves to yes. read and oh, learn yes. more, and just learn, learn, learn. So uh, we we just started researching all these things. Sent him to SCA Specialty Coffee Association and. Um, he really just came back with all this information and knowledge. Um, about that time, we also learned that Brad and his family were moving back to the U.S. That's right. Yeah, we were. Um, we'd been in Oman almost nine years and felt it was time to come back. And um, we're talking to Nathan and Wendy about that, and we didn't really have any idea what we were going to do. We came back, and they said, "Hey." why don't you uh, help us start a coffee shop and coffee business in general? And I was like, mm-hmm. awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anybody that knew more about coffee than Brad. Yeah. So, so we, <laughs> you know, I, I love coffee and Hunter done all this research. We figured out it was feasible and we were going to, we were going to do the, the roasting and subscription and online and stuff like that. 
but it wasn't until Brad decided that he was he was going to come and work with us to that we decided we were going to like yeah. expand it and do that's when it became real cafes. too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were. It was a lot of dreaming and ideas, and then it was like, hey, we can really do this. Yeah, that's right. So I think I purchased the domain name Baba Java Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> February of 2018. Yeah, yeah. that's right. There you go. Was that before y'all even moved back? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. started. Wow. He and I were like constantly. I started talking about. Work. Before we, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Help him build website logo. I mean, I didn't do the logo. A friend of ours did, but yeah, but and you know, yeah, building that and and those first few years are Instagram and all that. Go. We learned more than we even knew about not just mm-hmm. coffee, starting a business, all those kind of things. Things that there are a lot of things we did really well and right the first time, and there's a lot of things that we made mistakes on. And those are the kind of things you know we want to share with other people who want to do something like this, so that they can have right. the the best experience yeah. their first time around. So. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, to, this is to all the listeners. Keep listening because we're gonna we're gonna progress from coffee from the farm. We're gonna talk about some history stuff the first two lessons, and then we're gonna have lessons about coffee, about how we source it, about the farms, about specialty coffee about um uh, how we roast it and then about how we brew it and serve it how we sell it to how we teach others to to brew it in their own homes mm-hmm. and then eventually we're going to teach people and have some educational resources about how to start cafes how to start business how to negotiate the governmental processes and things like that so keep listening we're going to have lots and lots of good stuff as we go through the through the weeks about how to set up not just about coffee in general but about how to set up coffee businesses and what I would say about the last four years is it's been mostly fun. Uh, <laughs> coffee is really a unique industry. I think even just in learning about the farms, learning about how cafes are running, just all the aspects from farm to cup, as we've mm-hmm. said, it's just been really mostly fun. And the people are great. We feel like coffee, one of the things we also realized early on was that coffee builds community from oh, yeah. farm to cup. And so the idea that, um, whether we're talking about the farmers and them growing a good bean all the way to the cafe, which originally we weren't going to do a cafe, but we did open a cafe and that will be three years this March that the cafe opened and the cafe we see as a community builder. And I think you could ask a lot of our customers and even the people who work for us that it's a place where they love coming and being. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we also, before we even had the cafe, we started out in our basement. Yes. <laughs> so so you, always hear, you always hear about the businesses that start in their garage. Right. Or start in their basement. We'll be up there with we, Apple one day. Yes, yes, we, that's yeah. right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely and we not. still we still we have that original little roaster, a little sample. But we literally did start in our garage, our, mm. our garage and our basement. Mm-hmm. That's, that's literally where we started. We started yes, on a, a Probat single barrel, uh, 80 gram. Sample yeah. roaster, and um, Ruben, our roaster, who you'll meet. Um, so, so we hired Hunter. And then, yeah, and then Hunter found this guy named Ruben, mm-hmm. who's Australian. He's from Australia, and he's new to the U.S. Yeah, and he's looking for a job. and And Hunter was told told me, "Hey, Nathan, I think I think this guy Ruben, he's looking for a job, but he would be a perfect roaster. Mm. He just has the great personality for yeah. it." So we we talked to Ruben and we we hired him just kind of on yeah that's right that's true about, <laughs> about him or yeah. right. anything relying on Hunter Hunter does a great job about yeah. stuff yeah. like that and so we hired Ruben yeah Ruben came on Hunter taught him everything he knew and um it's like 
I and Nathan said this a lot, but Ruben really just had a knack for roasting. He's yeah. very gifted in he was born to roast. I mean, right. yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> he I mean, really is. He's, he's really good at it. And, um, um, our, our next, uh, you know, we, then we hired, uh, Jacob Catlett, who unfortunately isn't with us. Hey, Jacob in Arkansas. <laughs> hey, Jacob. Um, What's up? <laughs> uh, he was also a huge part of our startup. Um, just very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and master of spreadsheets, master of spreadsheets. Master of we love Excel. Um, and then, then getting, uh, Abby, uh, Abby Phillips, our head barista. Um, when we got her, that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was like uh, it's like picking her up in the free agent market, you know. So it really was. <laughs> so so we we started asking around about who are some of the best baristas. And Hunter in again, yeah. And Hunter was asking around about who are some of the yep. best best yep. baristas here in town. We're we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and so he found this this girl named Abby Phillips, mm-hmm. and he said she's the best barista in town. Yeah. And so we approached her and talked yeah. to her and we hired that's her right. as our head barista yeah gave her an offer she with the, yep. that's right she'll be on too later won't she oh mm-hmm. for sure oh yeah. she'll be on many many, many yeah, episodes, yeah. Uh, so yeah. lessons she's our head barista lessons. head trainer so yeah and along the way we've i mean you know it's a huge blessing to be able to have a great team and right um we have some of the best people in the world working for we us, do so. yeah mm-hmm. how, how in the world can we have some of the best people in the world in birmingham alabama but i don't know we do but we do it's, yeah. it's amazing <laughs> it is it is and most everyone didn't even other than like abby and Brad didn't have coffee experience before we even started. Lot, like no. Ruben didn't no. know anything about coffee before no. Hunter kind of taught him. And it's a little sneak peek into hiring mm-hmm. later. Sometimes it's better if they don't have yeah. coffee experience, actually. Yeah, it's like a clean slate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. We can exactly. teach them from the very beginning. So Exactly. Uh, so when, when Brad and I were communicating about all the stuff about starting the business and he was doing the domains and stuff. I came up with the name Baba Java. Okay. okay. No, he did not. So, so no, for, no, no, sorry, no. anyone that doesn't know, here it is. And so Baba is the Arab. So, so our family lived in the middle East for a long time too. We did development. We lived in Jordan, did um, community development work, mobile medical clinics, business development, ESL. So we, we were over there about five years. So that, that was also the formative years for Joshua and our, oh, yeah. um, and our oldest daughter, Evie, that, um, so they, they have a lot, they draw a lot of their life experiences from that time. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, jo- that's jo- why the Arabic part is important yeah, to is. the story. Yeah. I was eight years old when we moved over to the Middle East and then moved back when I was like 13 or something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so our family has experience in the Middle East. Brad's family has experience in the Middle East, and so we, we wanted that to strong, come out. And we, yeah. right. we have a strong Arabic influence. And yeah, and as we're going to talk about, as we learn that when we talk about our history of coffee, uh, we're going to see how the Arabic world has. It's where it's basically where coffee started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's very important to the culture. It's very to the history of uh, Arabic of the Arabic of the Arab world. So um, no, I mean, that, it's, I mean, it's like a huge part of their hospitality. Yes. That's right. One of the great, greatest things about going into an Omani's home, especially, but most of the families in that region is you sit down, they give you a cup of coffee, they give you some dates or some fruit mm. and you just sit and chat. And that's right. It's fantastic. And that, we talk about the community side of it in the from a western aspect a lot right but that is where i think we all learned really the value of coffee and community because mm-hmm. when you're when you live in that context and in that culture right. there is no 
agenda. Yeah. There is no time frame. It's just relational. You're, exactly. No You're going in and they expect you to be there for hours. Yeah. And while yeah. our Western mindset is a little harder to um, appreciate that, but that's really where community was built and relationship was built was over a cup of coffee yeah. or tea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. True. Which we have tea, True. but yeah. <laughs> yeah so, True. so we were more, but we were, we were working more with Bedouins. So we saw more Bedouins than right. Jordan. Uh, that was our development projects. And so, um, the ones that couldn't afford it, we had a lot of more indigent that couldn't afford it, but they, they would serve the, sh- the, sh- the, the chai, the shy, chai, mm-hmm. chai manana. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great mint stuff. With right mint. There. That's yeah. what, mint but the ones that were more affluent that could afford it, they would serve coffee because that's, right. what they're, that's what they're supposed to serve. Is the, right. What would we sit on? Ones would say, mm. What would we sit on? And Photoshop. Yeah. Majlis. Majlis. We have yeah. them in our cafe. Photoshop. We did. So really what we're all talking about, this is why this heavily influenced the beginning of yeah. Java is because it was such an important part of all of our lives at the time That's right. and really taught us how coffee and community were you know, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's going back to how we decided to name our company. Yeah, that's how I decided to name it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. See, well, that is so, so Baba debate, is the apparently. Arabic word for father. And I Java is, as we'll learn next week, is one of the first places that <laughs> that uh, coffee went to or outside the Arab world. slang for coffee. Which yeah. became slang for coffee because mm-hmm. of the island where they, they create a lot of um, and coffee. Because it's just flows off the tongue so smoothly that's how i came up with the oh name. my goodness <laughs> gracious baba java wow. well, that, i'm not right sure now. because i don't really remember <laughs> and i'm not going to get in the middle of this because it would go bad either way but you know you are his father yeah baba <laughs> yeah java that's how i came up with that's it. how yeah that's how i came up with it because i was your father. oh okay wow. sure. so i don't know that this will ever so be this settled will be one of the great debates of our time yes yeah well, maybe I just came up with it. Oh, maybe yeah. I should just start saying that. it. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> so anyway, that's something everyone knows that on. I came up with it, and that's no, okay. No. That's nope. okay. It's okay. Josh, you can <laughs> claim it all you want to. That's right. <laughs> okay, so Baba Java Coffee, we came up with that. We're in our basement. We're roasting. Yeah. Then what? Well, we started, um, um, someone had told us about this um festival that happens every year yeah moss rock called the moss rock festival and so we were like why don't we see if we can do something or mm-hmm. at least introduce the world to our coffee mm-hmm. so we ended up buying this single group um espresso machine made by la spaziali and um and again trained in trained, my kitchen yeah, we trained in <laughs> their the kitchen basement. we upgraded to the kitchen there, there we right. go so right. put the espresso machine Ro- up there and roasting in the, the basement world. Espresso in the up there. Yeah, we ended up hiring uh, a couple more people um, um, to help with with the to be baristas, mm-hmm. and uh, we went out there. I was one of them. And, yeah, um, you, AJ, Sydney. Yeah, AJ, uh-huh. AJ was there. Uh, Allison Johnson, and um, anyway, I remember when we first got there, it was freezing cold <laughs> when we set up the day. It's before. A, the festival was in November. Yeah, Why? and uh, Nathan and I. And um, I think John Mark actually helped oh, set up. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, John Mark. Yeah. So I remember we set up, and then the next day, the generator didn't work. No, no, no. That's no. right. No, that's not what no, happened. We had we, power. They were supposed to they have were supposed power. to supply oh, yeah. electricity. They didn't have electricity, so I remember Nathan. They didn't have enough electricity Jacob, for all the vendors. You and Jacob went to we get went. and bought a generator. That's right. But it didn't work, right? Not right? initially. And then we had to go <laughs> get another one. Well, one generator. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work. I don't know. What, I don't yeah, know I don't remember what happened, but they had to go get and another yes, one. And yes, we did have gas in it. Yes. yes. That's true. 
And then they had to go back and get another one. Yep. Yeah, that one did work. But it yeah. ended up working, and we were fine. And It was a really fun event. We had a really good response to our coffee. Yeah. yeah. We actually got one of the little... So we gave out these little um, free coffee things if you come back to the cafe when we... Right, had the yeah. cafe was in the process oh, of being built. Someone brought one of those like a couple weeks ago. You're kidding. Yeah, like, they really? yeah from the very first, mos- like, very really first Baba Java yeah. event. Did you honor it? We did, yeah. yeah absolutely. Why not? I mean, yeah, I, I think it technically it if already expired. Yeah, if they held expired. on to that long, yeah, if they held on to it that long, but that from yesterday. it was that point too that we realized how the cafe was actually going to be the important part to building right, community right. where we are right now, yeah. and so um, that's the cafe was being built, and that Moss Rock Festival was kind of in the area where the cafe was going to open. Yeah, and uh, we were seeing even then how. Um, how important the people who worked for us are, how important the product that we were giving was um, needed to be consistent and good. And then how that was just going to continue to build community. So what were our first origins that we were serving? Well, was it Yemen? so I have to go back a little bit. Yeah. Well, Yemen to, was to one of the first that. ones. So when we were in Oman, uh, I met a friend, I met a guy named Greg Pollard. He's the owner operator oh, yeah, of Windrose Coffee and Muscat still there. What's up, Greg? Shout out. Um, uh, guy's an amazing roaster as well. And it was the first time I'd ever tasted coffee from Yemen. I didn't even know Yemen produced coffee at the time. Um, and then he started educating me on coffee from Yemen. And you'll learn more about that later. Um, but, man, the flavors coming out of that coffee were incredible. Lots of blueberries. Yes. Strawberry notes. Man, it was just amazing. And I was like, so when we started talking about Baba Java, I said, I, we got to have coffee we're gonna have mm-hmm. this coffee it's incredible and nathan was like of course let's get it it's the best so um then i ended up meeting um andrew nicholson who was the owner of rayon coffee and um still partnering with him today and so we started yemen was our first um origin we got in mm-hmm. and then we ended up buying uh, some ethiopia from another um green supplier and I think we had a Peruvian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was oh, a, we did yeah. have a Peruvian. And we had a Rwanda. I think those were our first oh, yeah. four. Oh, That's yeah. true. We That's had right. the Rwanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, Abby and I were talking about, you know, we're going to do espresso. We need to really have a blend so mm-hmm. that it stays consistent. Because, um, you know, single origin espressos are great, but especially, well, this might be, you know, inside baseball here, but when naturals <laughs> tend to change a lot we'll talk more espresso. about it later, yeah so we needed we needed a blend that could stay consistent over time yeah sorry about hitting the mic um and so we ended up creating this blend um i can't remember what, i know it had ethiopian but i can't honduras what, was it ethiopian honduras yeah it was it was it was and it was an ethiopian honduras, blend. honduras then. and so we were trying to figure out what to name it we were all over oh, the place yeah. with it and so I remember that uh, Stumptown Coffee had named one of their blends after the building where they first started. It was called the Hairbender. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Why don't we like name this after the street where you guys where live? Where the house yeah. was, yeah. And so it's... That's the, Ridge the Ridge Blend. What, yeah. what, what was the name of the street? Ridge Pass or something? Ridge Pass. Ridge Pass. Pass. Yeah, it was Ridge okay. Pass. So it's called the Ridge Blend, and we Ridge. that's still our main espresso yeah, today. Yeah, it is. Um it still has Ethiopia. The other one is Brazil now, but the the flavor profile hasn't changed. Right. So, yeah. 
that's that's what we started with. And it was the Yemen. I remember like the very first time we roasted that in the basement. Hunter was teaching us like about the um, like what kind of coffee and like the density of it. And well, we needed to drop it at a different charge temperature or higher. Anyways, we'll get into that later, yeah. I'm sure. But um, after we roasted it and cupped it, like I just remember it being like the the way I described it was like blueberry explosion. Mm-hmm. So that, I had never tasted a coffee that was like sweeter and fruitier than that first yeah. yemen we've ever yeah had. it was great mm-hmm. and that stuff. that one ended up scoring a 92 or 93 yeah. in coffee we review so on that one i yeah. thought it would get higher but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> scores a 99 in my book yeah. 100 103 can we do that anyway, <laughs> at least but it was very popular and you know again we'll get into more of that but you know we're one of the few shops especially in the i would say within a 200 mile radius roasting serving yemen coffee so right you know, it's important, especially right now where what's going on in that country has been going on for a while, mm-hmm. being able to support farmers and give them an income. And They work n- very hard. For they do. And again, you'll learn more about it. We're going to have an interview with Andrew as well. Yeah, that'll I be mean, very interesting. Andrew, the, Andrew has some interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. the mountains there in Yemen are so steep and they have to terrace them to, to grow and getting up and down that mountain, it's not easy. So, <laughs> Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I still don't know how they do it. I don't either. It's incredible. Maybe one day we'll go. And there's the civil war that's been going on for years there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really difficult to get get stuff out of there, but yeah. but, but Andrew still does, and it's it's great, 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 yeah. great coffee. All right. So we're at Moss Rock. We're selling stuff there. We're setting up the cafe. Then coffee cafe's being built out. It's taking forever. Taking longer. T- took about longer yeah, maybe we maybe twice as yeah. long as we thought. So anyone starting a business, build it if you have to build out. It's going to cost twice as much <laughs> and take and twice, take as, twice long. as long. Yeah. That's just and, how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some, there's just a lot of things you can't control. I mean, right. in the process, you know, the things you have to do and then, you know, you have to, you have to jump through all the hoops of your county and city and state governments. And that's just the way it is. And sometimes it's not always clear. So it can yeah, definitely right. be a bit frustrating, but, um, but we, but we got through it and yeah. in March of, 2019 That's right officially march 25th was our soft opening right we were open i think only like six or seven hours that day and i remember clearly because it was NCAA tournament march madness oh, is it? it was <laughs> yeah okay. on the tvs okay and so um yeah and I remember we had customers when we opened at six thirty. We had people waiting. We did. That's really cool. It was cool. And then, so we did soft opening that week, and then we had a grand opening on April first. That Saturday, March thirtieth. March thirtieth. Oh come on! You don't know our own birthday. I thought it was April first. No, No. March thirtieth. I'm glad Brad Uh, knows. (laughs) We opened at eight, and it was it was crazy. It was was packed. We really we had um, Brad and Allison had had a um, friend that is from Ethiopia. Right. And she came and did an Ethiopian coffee ceremony. Right, and it was fantastic. It was. We had like was. face painting for the amazing. kids yeah. and um, music. We had live music. We John did Martin have live music, and Jordan yeah. did. Jordan yes. was playing. Yeah. It was a really fun day, and it was really um, great to. We were really supported by the community there, and you know, around us. So that was kind of the beginning of of the cafe side of Bob yeah. Java. Yeah. So we still wanted to focus on on the roasting was most important. We right. wanted excellent coffee. We wanted to get it from the best places. Right. So, so that was the one one of the things from the very beginning. Our 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 motto is excellence from farm to cup, mm-hmm. and right. it's always going to be that. Yeah. So we wanted to. So so one of the things at Baba Java that that we wanted to do was support the local farms. Um, some of the bigger roasters 
try to get and businesses do this that's what yeah. they're supposed to do they get they want to try to get the coffee for the cheapest price and you know that's okay but we want the the farmers to get a fair price right correct. so obviously we want to pay the least we can for it but we want them to get a fair price in the market for the quality of the coffee for the quality yeah. of the coffee right and the and the truth is when when they have better quality coffee when they put more into it they're gonna get more out of it i mean that's yeah. just just how it right. is right. so we want the farmers to have a fair wage we want to to pick the best coffee we want to roast it the best and then we want to serve it the best correct mm-hmm. well, well I'll go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that we didn't really mention in the build out of the cafe is we do have um, a probat roaster in the cafe. The probatone 12 or is. Yes. And we just thought that that was an important part of the design of the cafe. We wanted to make sure that people knew that we did roast our own coffee, that we were sourcing it as directly as, as we can sometimes directly. Sometimes it's not, Mm -hmm. but, um, and then we also wanted people to know that we're roasting it fresh you right. know we're not using coffee that's weeks old so yeah, right. that's been kind of a cool thing people have enjoyed being in the cafe while the roaster's yeah. running right and it smells incredible yeah oh, for sure roasting. it's still there sure. too yeah I mean, we yeah. don't still there and, and now we have a second still, one yeah y'all still roast for some, some for of zambia mostly just our zambia once today yeah. once or twice a week there yeah yeah, yeah. um so we opened the cafe yeah i actually uh, wasn't there for that no you, you weren't there for the grand opening no, no because remember i so like the cafe was supposed to be built out before I left oh, to yeah, go to college, to but was um, it wasn't. So it was in <laughs> March of 2019. Right. Um, I actually went to school for international business um, at University of South Carolina to eventually come back for Baba Java and um, work over with like overseas operations. Right. Eventually. Yeah, Which is cool. I mean, we didn't plan. actually say that, but you know, it started with Joshua at 16 and that it really did help determine what he was going to oh, do, yeah. what he was going to study and the, the way he wanted to do it. And so, yeah, I mean, so we went through, um, this is going back, but we went through, so Joshua knew he wanted to do international business. Right. He just decided that's right after that's, that, after, after that, that's what he decided he wanted to do. So he started researching the best schools mm-hmm. to do international business. And I had no idea. South me neither. South Carolina <laughs> would be one of the best international. Yeah. Business. So we, so we picked like, some of them from the top 10 and we went and all visited. Yeah. NYU, University of South Carolina, FIU, FIU Tampa, USF, yeah. University of Tampa. But yeah. the one, seriously, the one that just kind of blew us away was University of South Carolina. I know this is a little side note, but That's like, okay. um, man, we just kept story, comparing is, everything there. It is there. part of the yeah. story. So Josh intentionally went to South Carolina to study international business so he could come back to Baba Java and take us overseas. That's, mm-hmm. and, that's right. But he, he even, he gained something better, right? That yeah. was 100%. Yeah, that, actually the year that, um, 2019, where we finally opened our cafe, that was the year I met my wife. I was supposed to go... And so, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. it's because of Rachel Parvin. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, no. It doesn't right. happen without her. She's sitting right over there. That's right. I don't know. We would have never gotten this no. far, I don't think. With See, Rachel, thankfully, Rachel, I met her that summer. Mike. Yeah, we need to get a mic for So, we yeah. went to the University of South Carolina <laughs> for his degree in international yes. business and came back with that and Rachel. And Rachel. Right. And now she's right. doing She works everything. for Baba Java as well. So, it yeah. really is really is a family business there's <laughs> pretty much everybody's involved except yeah. our 15 year old and our 11 year old and they like to do whatever yeah, they can, so. they can. <laughs> now sadie would like to the 11 year old sadie she would like to work yeah she does mm-hmm. for five dollars an hour and will your oh, son talks about 
Um, work one in, like his dream job is wanting to yeah, work, he does. work at Baba Java or something. And oh, will yeah. And if you just about any handwriting done at Baba Java is either done by that's, my wife Allison. That's or right, Wendy. Um, we have some other employees that do some menu work. Really Better idea, you wouldn't be able to read it. So. No, 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 no. If it, yeah, I get me neither. Yeah. What we so. found about the cafe is, you know, we've talked a lot about community and the people. Um, and I think if you if you ever talk to any of our regular customers, you'd find that they they love coming because the coffee is good, but they also really love coming because of the people who work for us. Yeah. And even through COVID, that is something that I think, obviously it was a terrible year financially for small businesses. And it, it wasn't a good year for Baba Java coffee either, but it was in that time. I think that kind of helped solidify the community around us. Yeah. I think it, I think people became more intentional about, um, shopping small, shopping local businesses. And even today, I think that has been a side effect of COVID that is positive is that people are, I think they're intentionally looking around and saying, where do I need to buy my yeah. coffee? Where do I need to eat my lunch? Where do I need to buy things? Yeah. And trying to be intentional about supporting those small local businesses. So, well, they yeah. come for the good coffee and they stay for the community. That's right. That's right. So tell us, tell us one story about uh, through COVID, how it impacted our customers also. Well, we were at, we were allowed to be open. So we're thankful for that. We did fall into the category of essential is meaning that we coffee, were coffee is definitely yes. essential. coffee is essential. But I, I did have a moment where I was like, are we really, you know, there were a lot of other businesses that, that had to close or weren't allowed to stay open. And what, I, what I realized is the, com the coffee in the community part of ours was essential we had several customers that came regularly just to interact with people even though it was through some different barriers that aren't usually there you know in terms of they couldn't stay in the cafe and they couldn't you know there were certain rules obviously because of covid but we did have one one of our regular customers to this day that everybody knows and loves and he would come and he was also going through some um treatments for health issues things like that and it was kind of an important part of his day he would come and sit in his car we'd bring his order out to him and he'd sit in his car and make a brownie and drink his coffee and eat his brownie and then call us and we'd come back out and um while i know he enjoyed the coffee and the the treat that he would get he also enjoyed seeing the faces of the people who mm -hmm. worked for us and so we definitely yeah. know and we just feel like that is again just perpetuating what what we believe about coffee that mm -hmm. it's naturally relation relational it mm -hmm. builds relationships it does and that's an important part of what we do so covid was tough yeah for everyone for sure yeah, for it, it was it, we didn't meet the goals we we had planned for you know we all good businesses have exactly what they want to do and so we didn't right. meet the goals we wanted to that year. Um, but we made it. Yeah. Praise God. And yeah. then 2021 came and we still have COVID. Mm -hmm. And then tell us about 2021. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so 2020 is the main code, the first COVID year. Yeah. So that was the, I mean, that was the worst, of course. We, I mean, we just call that up. until we in just terms of business. It yeah. was the worst. Business. March mm -hmm. to May, it was like really bad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thankful that by the end of the year it started to pick up more i think people were also just tired of being inside yeah that's exactly so, what it was yeah and then i know i was yeah and then 21 you know um started off better i mean again i think people were so ready to be out oh yeah and 
around people no. and see yeah. people. Mm-hmm. The cafe side was really picking up. And then, you know, for us, we, uh, like Nathan said, we were really focused on roasting. And uh, initially, coffee subscription was what we wanted to be kind of the driving force of Baba Java as far as um, getting coffee outside the cafe. Mm-hmm. But then we started learning about, hey, there are other people who also want to have coffee shops, but they may not necessarily want to roast. How can they get the best coffee yeah. in their shop? Yeah. So one experience, so coffee shops, restaurants, churches, office buildings, office buildings, yeah. things like that. And home brewing. And, and yeah. home brewing. So when we're at a restaurant, we're at a really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Food's great. They source it. Chef's great. And then, oh, uh, so after dinner, you get a little dessert and you get some coffee. And it's the coffee terrible. tastes like trash. Yeah. I mean, it's very, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's very rare to go to a very nice restaurant and get a good cup of coffee. And I don't right. understand. I've never understood it. Yeah. Or you go to this really cool coffee shop. They have a nice vibe, nice pastries and stuff. And then you taste the coffee and you spit it out because it's just so bad. We yeah. want everyone to have the experience of having the opportunity to drink good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So coffee shops, restaurants, yeah. cafes, yeah. churches, anywhere. We right. want to get Baba not Baba Java coffee and we want to teach other people to how to how to right. to brew it, to to source it, to roast it, to brew it the very best they can. Well, yeah. the the other thing that happened too in these in the beginning of the cafe was we also had a mobile option. Um we didn't really talk about that a lot, but it was also a way during COVID oh, that we were able to take coffee out to outdoor events, which, you know, was a big deal. Weddings and things, people were moving things outdoors. They didn't feel safe coming inside to cafes. And so we had the opportunity that kind of helped us give us a vision for our mobile side of the business, yeah. which is not something we necessarily um, plan for either. But it started with Moss Rock, like Brad was saying, just with that little mobile event we did. And we realized, hey, this is something that, is valuable too. It's another way to get coffee out into the community. And then then especially in COVID. So we actually bought two uh, old Airstreams (laughs) and um, they have been renovated and fitted outfitted as a coffee truck. So we have an Airstream now too, that runs in conjunction with the cafe in conjunction with the roastery side. And, you know, it's, it's best out at weddings and and catering events. We do a lot of appreciation things and it's a unique way to get the, to get Baba Java coffee out there. It's too. really hot with weddings right now. I mean, we're yeah. hooked up for weddings. Yeah, it's been very popular. Mm-hmm. Been nice. So, so we're in 2021 and we do really well in 2021. Yeah. We do, 2021's kind of the year we thought 2020 was going to be. Right. So basically we don't count 2020, right? <laughs> you seriously. Right, it doesn't. No, it doesn't count. No. It's a mulligan year. I think so most people would like to seriously not count totally it. forget it, yeah. So we're in 2021. Our business is doing doing really well. We got the subscription stuff going. We got the wholesale stuff. We changed our focus from just subscription to like to sourcing it for to cafes, cafes and, stuff. and restaurants mm-hmm. and churches and stuff like right. that. And uh, we've got our mobile stuff going. So twenty twenty one goes. We really expand, and then this year happens. What what's going on this year? Twenty twenty two. You you mean like where we just got back from? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are officially like starting like Baba Java International, kind of like going through the process of looking at going overseas and um, expanding internationally. So me, uh, Brad, and my dad just got back from Dubai. Um, we went and visited this little, this facility there that it's not little. 
it's not little it's, it's, it's huge it's massive this huge facility there that is awesome like it it's like essentially you a one-stop shop one stop shop for like green coffee and roasting and packaging everything, everything. exporting yeah. roasting bagging yeah all the equipment we bought here is already seriously there. yeah yeah so so we're gonna start a, we're gonna start a um at least an import export business for right, right. now in, in dubai and that'll be kind yeah. of a hub so we can so we can kind of send our coffee um, yeah throughout the world expand and and like eventually start making more impact at the farmer level as well as like every level of the coffee supply chain. Yeah. yeah. Well, what it allows to do there is to buy almost like even full containers of coffee, yeah. which then you're even supporting even more because right. instead of the the farmer then knows, Hey, I, I got all this. I'm I've sold already. Yeah. So we're, you know, buying lots of coffee instead of just pallets of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, so yeah, that's, that's something crazy. for that too. Yeah, I know. It's like so. I mean, I just graduated in twenty December, so I finally get. That's why I'm here. I finally got to come back, uh, <laughs> be a part of Baba Java. So I work here um, as our content manager. Yeah, and we, me and Rachel, are the Baba Java International team leads. So we're working on that, and then, um, yeah, it's just kind of cool. Like a the dream as a sixteen year old kid. Um, is finally coming to fruition and we're finally getting to i get to be a part part of baba java um here and see the cafe and be a part of the community and then we get to start working towards baba java international which is our future and something that i've been looking forward to for a really long time so what is coffee you what does that mean why are we here yeah well it's just a platform for us to educate everyone anyone yeah. who's interested in um all things coffee, you know, and some of that comes from us and some of it, like, you know, if you've listened to episode zero, um, you know, some of that will come from people who are even smarter than us. Right. No, there's a long, well, well, that's, and, a long and, that, and that's what we, that's, that's where you have more experience than us. That's right. right. Yeah. That's where, yeah. that's one of the things we've really learned. The important part of what we've learned the last few years. I mean, Nathan is an optometrist and I'm a nurse. So, and we have a coffee company now. And so, <laughs> I mean, the, the reason it's mostly fun is because we've come along the paths of different people that have had more knowledge than we did in the areas we didn't know. So we've learned a lot of things by making mistakes and we've learned a lot of things right. by asking lots of questions of people who are smarter than us and know more than us about these specialty areas. So it's it really is fun. So one of the things we've learned over the last few years is that sometimes information it takes a little while to find it or you have to find the right people, which is important. But we also want to be able to share the things we've learned and the knowledge that we've gained in the last few years for other people. We don't want it to be something that's hard to find. We want to share the resources we have. That's right. We want to, you know, especially for the cafes around us that use our coffee, we want to offer them to come train their baristas and teach them about the things that we've learned to help them, um, Oh, through their process for it to be easier. Yeah. So what we want to do with coffee, U is we want to start from the very beginning and we're going to progress and have free source educational materials. We're going to have lots of videos. We're going to have some training sessions. We're obviously going to have these podcasts and it's going to be a, a program of free source educational materials yeah. where we can teach people from farm to cup to setting up businesses, what we've done well, what we've learned, what we've, really done poorly which is a lot of things <laughs> and how we go from there so we're going to to 
you can learn from our mistakes about uh, how we can better set up businesses and set up coffee and our and, successes. Yeah, and our successes. So, so we're going to talk about all of these things, all things coffee, from farm to cup to setting up businesses and coffee. And so, I hope you'll you'll join us next week as we talk about the history of coffee. Yeah, it's going to be mostly me talking. So, if you don't like <laughs> to hear me, then listen anyway. <laughs> That'll be interesting for sure. But it's super interesting. I think it's I'm, I'm a history buff anyway. But this is I've learned a whole lot about about coffee. So, mm-hmm. Brad and I'll be here with you for the next lesson about the history of coffee, and then we'll start from from what is specialty what is, what specialty is specialty coffee? coffee what is coffee how we source it and we'll go from there so join us each week for a new lesson about coffee here at coffee you we'll see you next week